podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged and we'll give you $400 off. Just say Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, you're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. <laughs> Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a one three one, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how to, to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you as I hit my microphone. Oh, well, um, it, you know, and it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and checked that out and let's head off to the podcast. And we and, don't do it. I bet we shot all season, our entire team. We maybe shot 50 shots between, you know, 14 feet and 18 feet. We right. just, we just take it out. We just don't do it. And I talk right. and I talk about it. My players know that I don't like it, you know, but I think there's an, but I bet they're open. Well, are you talking about, about half court or transition? I'm talking about in half court. Okay. Yeah. I see. think I think from I think from twelve to sixteen, more than six. I think the I think yeah. right in front of the three point line is a horrible shot. Yeah. And your and your three point line's moving back next year. Next it year. was supposed to be this year, but then with COVID and all of the cost, they and the money they, they pushed the money, it back. They pushed it back one year. So. Okay. So, but I, what I'm saying is, I think it's and I maybe even in the high, maybe I'm just talking about the high school game, but I yeah. know there are eight to fourteen footers that are open. Like if yep, you can absolutely. shoot those, they're yeah. open. And yeah. you might you might not be able to get to the rim. You might not be able to get fouled. You yeah. might not be able to get there. I just yeah. think it's a part of the game that, you know, we, the game has become so much one thing that there tends yeah. to shifts back. Yeah. You know, it tends to do one of these things. Um, and I think I think at the high school level too, you know, at the college level, once again, we do have so much more time and our players are coming in. You know, we're not taking every single high school player. There's right. only a select few that get yeah. to move on. Yeah. And so obviously at every level, the talent jumps up. And so you, you don't necessarily as a high school, want your team shooting 35, 40 threes in a game, right. You know, but at our level, we're practicing it. And if we're shooting close to 38 to 42% as a team, yeah. And that's where, like you're looking at, I'm a big time numbers guy. I love analytics. I am so too. I'm, looking, I'm looking at, you know, this is what we want to do. You know, I think we had a, we had a, we haven't done this a lot, but we had a game this year. We shot over 53s, you know? Right. And so um, that's kind of, that's I, I'm, kind I'm, of a, I'm a stats teacher. I think the analytics are going to show that at some point there's going to be a shift because okay. what's yeah. happening is this court is spreading. Yeah. In the sense that people are running them off the three-point line, yeah, yeah, but but, and, uh, but but you're taking away the layup. Well, what's yeah. what's going to be open? 
Like it's yep. similar to the what you were talking about, the denial on the wing. Well, what was mm-hmm. open? The back door cut was open. Yep. Yep. So I so, just I think there's I think players some- have just gotten so good at, you know, once again, if you cut back door and you throw me the pass, I cut back door and I've got a layup, then somebody has to come over to help. Right. And so then we are working on you come over and you wall up or you come over to block my shot, take a charge, whatever it is, then I'm kicking out. Right. I'm kicking out to that three. And so I think those players now in high school, you maybe want your player that I'm kicking to at that 12 to 15 foot range because right. that's the shot they're going to make. Right. At the college level, you want to make the help defense have to go as far as possible. Right. Yeah. You're trying to space up the floor. So I'm kicking to the corner or I'm kicking to the top. Um, because help wasn't there, and they can shoot that shot. I, I think I think the change in the game of basketball means the court's not wide enough. Yeah, I, I heard you say that on another podcast, and I agree. I mean, just the players. Like, look at the NBA. The players have gotten so – like, everybody has gotten so big and so long. Like, the, the amount of ground that they can cover is just – crazy i mean you know i don't know if i'll ever see this but the the basket almost needs to move up i mean there's lots of things that need to i mean the the bodies are just not it's yeah first of all an 84 foot floor for a high school some of these kids are huge yes and and very athletic and it's like whoa this court is not like it's becoming it's become so much more physical than it was yeah Um, i mean i'm sure at some point i mean high school will then bump up you know, go to 94 feet. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a space issue though. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. It's like, everyone's yeah. got it. Like, I think there should be a movement. Like every new high school court built should be 94. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I you, agree. You so just, if you're, yeah, you shouldn't so. build an 84 anymore. You I was listening to earlier to one of your other podcasts and you were talking about, you see, you're not a fan of the shot clock and I am, I want, but I'm coming from I'm the not, college I'm standpoint not, and you're anti, in the high school. I'm not, standpoint, I'm not so. anti-shot clock. I, I am that there's that it allows different style of play yeah that's the only and i would want like a 45 second shot clock in high school i have no problem with a 45 second because yeah. you, i can still take time off the clock and i can run a slower offense yeah and you can have a faster one yeah but the you know the movement's third you can't hold it for two minutes or three right minutes, and, that, and know, i'm like okay with that and it also at the end of yeah. the game it would make it go back yes. and forth 45 second yeah. i'd be fine with i don't think yeah. that's the movement i think the movement's like 30 and yeah. it's like and that's good for college. And just like the 24 is good for the NBA. And there's a math to it. There's a reason that it's that way. Right. But in right. high school, yes, it's they, you you know, the players aren't at the same level. So you no. want to, they hire us to coach. You want coaches to be able to coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you also want to have flow to the game and you want your players to have to learn how to do things. Well, not just, it's, it's the standard. Devi- I'm a stats teacher. It's the standard deviation of all the high school basketball players in the country. This standard yeah. deviations talking about spread if you know analytics yeah yeah. but anyway the standard deviation in high school basketball in the country is pretty big (laughs) it narrows when you get to college because you've gotten rid of all you like 10 percent of the people get to play yeah so they're more capable of doing that um yeah i'm not against it i I, we play halves though i think that would be a great high school yeah um, yep, I think so too. Yeah, Iowa's a quarters, and yeah, I love the halves. You it's know, better flow. So, uh, it's better flow. Yep, it's absolutely. You know, so. It's it's definitely better flow. And you've heard me say that I want to get rid of the jump ball. That's my new. Yeah, I, I have heard that. Yeah, so that's my. I'm, I'm literally going to fight for that. Yeah. It, when I was playing in high school, I wish. Yeah, they uh, it was good for us because I was six eleven. I wasn't right. playing anybody else six eleven. Right. So right. you know, so I was talking I to a coach in Alaska, and he agreed, uh, an official in Alaska, and he basically says, "You're right." How many times do I throw them? There's a, a, a crew of three, yeah. and one of us throws yeah. it up. We don't get yeah. practice throwing the ball up. Yes, um, yeah. 
you know, I so, was, I'm old enough. There was no three point line and everything was a jump yeah. ball. So yeah. I'm old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I remember the old days. Yeah. Um, tell me, give me a one sentence of your coaching philosophy or a paragraph. I'll give you a paragraph. Okay. Um, I think I want to help players accomplish their goals. And it's not about, you know, those goals are so much bigger than the game of basketball. Um, but we are bringing these players in from all different walks of life, you know, all different, you know, coming from all different types of families. And we're trying to help them be successful. So that's what, so that, I, what's that's the what, hardest that's thing? what I work for. I know. That's why I coach. It's not, I mean, yeah. as you get older, it's a, I get a little less, you know, you know, it used to be about the wins a little bit more yeah, than it is yeah. when you get a so, little bit older. Um, I mean, you, but I don't think you can, I don't think we can accomplish everything we want to accomplish without winning, honestly, because right. I mean, you, cause you're not going to be around long enough, right? If you're not, <laughs> if you're That's not, true. if you're not eventually winning, you know, then you're not necessarily doing your job either. Well, but people don't realize coach K almost got fired. Like <laughs> he was about a year away from getting fired. His first couple Absolutely. of years were horrible. Yeah. Duke. And so, but if you're instilling a system, if you're instilling a program, if you're instilling a mentality, you know, on the basketball court or on the field or whatever you're doing, like it's, it's going off of there too. You're instilling that in the classroom, you're instilling that in the dorms, you're instilling that in, you know, in their home, how they interact with their friends, everything else like that. And that's why it's so much bigger than just X's and O's and just a game. So I think that if we are at the college level, we're, we are working you know, with and for our players, um, for them to be successful. And so, because they are, you know, all of our guys, you know, they're paying money to be here, you know, right. it's a lifelong so, learner. You're trying to absolutely. make them so, lifelong learners. I agree. Um, what's the hardest thing? passing? <laughs> um, but I, I think that, you know, now with these game, you know, you asked me earlier about the difference between men and women, but the guys come in and they are doing so many workouts, so many individual workouts. And I don't even know with COVID how it's going to be because nobody's, they haven't been allowed to play. You know, they're all practicing dribbling and they're all practicing their, their scoring moves. Oh God. And I have a whole theory about dribbling. It's like, it's like, it's like the first thing you learn to drew and it's like they all, they say, it's like, stop dribbling yeah. so much. Yeah. But so many, so many, so many trainers that's what they're working on you know do this 17 dribble move you know to get someplace and so we are trying to break that down we are saying we're always saying like we versus me you know and so i think that that kind of goes into passing um but make that pass make that pass make your teammate better we talk so much about we very rarely talk about scoring we talk about assists and so we just talk about it in terms of assists because we want our guys to you know enjoy playing with one another and if I pass you the basketball and you score, you make the basket. Well, I'm happy and you're happy. You right. Know, that, and we're, we're both getting back. We're feeling better going on defense. You know, it's like so, a, it's an office quote. It's a win, win, win. Yeah. It's a absolutely. Win, win. So <laughs> um, the, the, here's the issue. My best point guard, probably my best point guard. He had a move and a counter move. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Move and a counter move. Division one player. Count, move yeah. and a counter move. That's all he needed. He didn't but need. He was really good at it. He was really good at it. And, and that's all he needed because he could either do the move or he would do the counter move and then yeah. he could score. Yeah. It's like quit watching all the YouTube videos if any yep. of people listen. Yep. You don't need 85 dribble moves. Um, yep. You need to be competent. You need to be able to dribble. You need to be able to attack. But you don't need all these moves. Um, the hard part, I think, I agree with passing. Um, I think you're one of the few people that's actually said that. The hard part is the drilling part and the teaching part of that, mm -hmm. I think. Yep. 
It's not so, as easy as working on your jump shots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't do it alone. But that's why, like I was watching, you know, our guys do a workout earlier today. Um, you know, we had four guys in the gym and they were partnering up. And so they were just, you know, everything that we drill during the season or during practice, like that's what they were working on. We are talking about, you know, we want, we shoot a lot of threes, but we want to, we don't just want to shoot them. We want to make them. Well, if I catch the pass up here, then I, that's not a good shot. You know, it's a, my percentages are going to go down. So we are just drilling and drilling and drilling. I'm giving you the pass right here in your pocket, you know, and I'm going to practice passing it to you off of an extra pass off of a kick. I'm going to practice working, going left, going right, you know, off the bounce. And so we are drilling that stuff and we're finding players and we're recruiting to that but we're finding players that want to do that or that we have this culture kind of built in now, the upperclassmen understand this. And so the new guys are coming in and they're saying, okay, you know, this guy's really good. We got an all American. He averages, you know, 18, 20 points a game. All right. Well, he's not afraid to make that pass and that pass and that pass. So then I better be doing that too. So, right. And, and, and as a former shooter, give me the ball where I can shoot it. Yep, absolutely. Like you don't so, want me to shoot when you throw yeah. it over here. Yeah. That second it's going to take me to get it to my pocket, I'm not going yeah. to take a shot off. So you obviously yeah. don't want me to shoot. It's kind yeah. of <laughs> – Yeah, absolutely. So trust <laughs> like, me, but once again, as a big guy, you know, I don't want to have to bend down to catch right. the basketball, you right. know. So um, Did you yeah, like so bounce passes? Did you like bounce passes into the post? No, I would much rather have thrown it high. Let me go get it up here. So Okay, okay. Yeah, my college coach wouldn't let me pass high. Well, we didn't have anybody tall, that tall. It was yeah, a Division so, three yeah, player, so. but uh, – do you have any superstitions? Honestly, no. I'm not a superstitious person. So, I mean, I, I, have, I have routines, um, but I don't – but it, it changes. I think we have to be so flexible. And, honestly, maybe with COVID now, that's good because our worlds have changed. And <laughs> For a know, while. Yeah. The, the, way, the way things are going to happen with it with – and then when games happen, when and if practices happen – you know, like already all the cleaning stuff we have to do and everything else like that, that we just have, you have, we have to be flexible. I know. We'll, I'm thinking that I'm thinking officials are going to be a problem. Yes, like absolutely. To so, come in. Yeah, so they, they might change things. You might, you know, stick one guy over here and stick one guy over here and one, you know, or whatever and position them and don't move them, you know, but the, yeah, if they, cause it's already, if they have to have a face shield on, if, if they have to wear masks, well, you don't want them running around. And at the college level, you know, you're maybe, you know, you're obviously just like players, you get a higher level of, you know, and they can move better and they're in better shape. But they're also they're older too, though. Yeah. So they but, might be more yeah. prone to getting sick. You know, yeah. you never, so, yeah. so I know. Uh, the only good thing, the only good thing I've read, cause again, I'm, I'm a big reader on this stuff yep. is if there aren't a lot of people in that gym, yep. like there, there's a reason a lot of people at supermarkets that work there aren't getting as sick because yep. it's 70,000 square feet. Yes, absolutely. So and if you can keep, yeah, if you can keep the air moving, you know, if you keep air moving and everything, then that'll be good. So yeah, yeah. I think that I think I know Mount Mercy is, I think colleges, conferences, you know, at the national level, whatever, they're all trying to figure this stuff out, right? They're well, trying to figure yeah, out our fans gonna be there. How is this happening? What are all the cleaning stuff? If you wanna be I tell all the I tell all my podcast listeners, if you wanna get rich, come up with a five minute or two minute test that will tell if yeah. someone has it or not. And you'll yeah. be rich. You can yeah. print money. <laughs> you you'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Print money. Yeah, so. Because then every kid could go to school because you yeah, test absolutely. them, they go to school so, and then, yeah. you know, um, well, I won't be doing that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, either will I. Um, 
So is there, I always ask this question, and this is one of my favorite questions, is do you have a success or a failure as a coach that we could dive into that another coach could learn from? I, I was listening to another podcast and I kind of heard you, I was, I was thinking about this and I was going back to, um, you know, I said earlier about, you know, getting your team to trust you, you know, and kind of building that trust and going through it. And I was going back to, I think my very first year coaching, we were ending practice with uh, um, just making free throws, right? You right. go down the line, everybody shoots two, you got to make a certain percentage, whatever it was. And, you know, we probably started 15 minutes before the end of practice and we didn't get it. And so we came back the next, well, we said, you know, okay, we got practice the next day, but we have to get in beforehand to get this done. So we probably showed up at five or 6 a.m. and we started doing this again. And we just went up right till the time they had to go to class. So we were maybe there two, uh, two and a half hours just shooting free throws and didn't get it. But that entire time, I remember like, you know, not getting mad about it, trying to encourage them, trying to get the team to encourage each other, right? Because it was always different players, right? You know, some somebody might make four in a row and then it was their turn the next time after they didn't get it and they missed those two. And so it was just different players, you know, missing it. And so then we left that day, still didn't get it. We came back the next day, you know, and I think, you know, finally 15 minutes into practice, we got it. You know, and there was just such a celebration, you know, and, yeah. you know, and they're, they're missing the free throws and then they're running, missing the free throws and running as a team, you know, and every, every coach has some drill like that, you know, that you're doing. Um, but I think the players saw that the whole time that I was being, that I was there with them, but I was encouraging them and, and, and getting them to encourage each other and getting them to stick together and to not, not just, oh, somebody missed it. So then everybody's heads go down, you know, that, right, that's the kind right. of stuff that can't happen. You know, that's yeah, the kind of yeah. stuff that you don't want to happen in life, you know, you know, kind of ups and downs. And so then I think that we made it, there was this celebration. Okay, good job. Now we went to practice. We just moved right, right on to right. practice. But I think that, that spending that time and doing something difficult and kind of fighting through it and eventually getting it and doing it together was kind of kind there's of there's a bond it's a process. i call it the band Absolutely. of brothers yeah that bond is just so important yeah we do a we do a ladder conditioning drill i don't i'm not a big one just running for the sake yep. of running but yep. we do one only at the beginning of the of the year and they have to reach a specific threshold to get their mm-hmm. locker room and to get their yep. tr- and to get their practice yep. gear and we, it takes it takes it, it sometimes can take 10 practices before they do it but when yep. they do it you would think they want to stay title yeah, absolutely. So we do the same thing at the, our first day of this, our first day together, we will do a conditioning test, running and push-ups and pull-ups yep. and, you know, just all a kind mm-hmm. of conditioning test to prove that you did something over the summer. Right. And right. you don't get to, you don't get to be involved in open gyms and even the team lifting and small group workouts, all of that kind of stuff until you pass this. And so, but the team is all doing it together and you have, I mean, you have the assistant coach, you have the managers, you have the coaches, everybody is there encouraging one another right. and going through this together. And that, yeah, it just builds that camaraderie that you need to have. We are a team sport. We have to be a team. So, yep. Yep. And it's, it, and, 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 and there's teachable moments. Trust me, I've done this yes. long enough. There's kids like, and then I'll have to go and say, Hey, you're not, don't, what's the right way to do this. Don't yes. yell at your teammate. You got to pick them yeah. up. Yep. Absolutely. Like, they're so. struggling, you know, yep. they're like, they, you know, it's like, um, there's yep. so many great things there. Um, all right, one one more question before we go to rapid fire. Um, no, I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to leave this one. All right, we'll put that in rapid fire. I like. I'll, I'm going to put it in rapid fire rather than okay. that. 
Um, so you, you've listened to the podcast, so you know, yep. rapid fire. I'm just going to ask yep. questions. What's your favorite brand of basketball? The ball. The ball. So I think we use the Spalding. And so I remember using the Spalding, the T1000. I don't know if it was the T1000 yep. back in high school, but that's just the ball that I've always been comfortable with. That's what we use now. And so I really enjoy that. I like, shoot, I like personally that shooting that our conference uses that basketball, but I like shooting with it too. So yeah. Okay. Okay. T1000. Yeah, that's what I, that, the TK thousand or whatever it is. That's what I used to. Um, one word to describe your ideal play. Uh, versus, ooh, I like that. Um, one sporting event in the entire world. Yeah, I would probably go to game seven of the NBA final. I mean, I would too. I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm a big NBA fan. You're a big NBA so, guy. Yeah, I'm a big Have you NBA been to a final four? Yeah, oh yeah. And so I, I went to one of the coolest events I went to was going to the Texas Tech Virginia Championship game. Oh, yeah, I took my son to that. That was unbelievable. So just, in, you know, overtime game, you know, just incredible. Two, just two, you know, juggernauts of a team. Just Darn so physical. It was just I, awesome. And, and, you know, in in Minneapolis, you know, in that huge, you know, the whatever, whatever that field is called, you know, it was know just, it. you know, 70,000 people. It was just insane. So, I know. I told my son, I said, you'll remember this when you're my age. You'll yeah, yeah, absolutely. remember this so. game. You'll remember yep. those shots. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite pregame meal. I don't eat much the whole day. You know, it, it, it may be, it may be varies a little bit on the road versus, you know, away. And if we're staying over, you know, I'll maybe eat breakfast at a hotel or something, but I am, I'll eat a lot after the game, but the whole day I don't eat much. So. I were made out of the same cloth. I'm the same way. I'll come home and eat like a cow afterwards, but I yeah, won't, absolutely. I don't tend to eat a lot before. What's one thing you change about the game of basketball? Um, I would give us uh so the women and in the nba like at the end of the game when they call timeout they get to advance the basketball but we don't get to do that and so you know it takes i love out of bounds plays sideline out of bounds baseline out of bounds and so i just think i think it's i love that that'd part be a great game. move that, that i'm gonna add that to my that's gonna be my second one after the jump ball i like that i i think that would make the game more yeah interesting Interesting. You know, it's so, you know, you do get every once in a while and around the country, all levels of basketball, you get some Hail Marys, you know, you get some whatever, but with, you know, with five seconds, if I can take the ball out of bounds, you know, at the coaching box and drop a play, you know, there's just so many more things that I think it's going to become a chess match too. Yeah. I I love that. I want that. And so, and so I, uh, rather than having to throw the ball, 40 feet, catch it, turn, you know, do something. Yeah, I got a couple of good plays for that, but they don't work very often. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, I love so, yeah, that. So. That's going to be my, I'm going to add that. I'll give you credit when I get that one changed. Okay, all right. I'm going to yeah, do that so. and the jump ball. I love that. That's. True. But it's, and it's already happening. The women can do it. Right. Women's basketball can do it. And, you know, the NBA does it. You know, they've been doing it for a long time. Right. So why not give it to the, on the men's basketball side? Of well, it? if you've listened, I think there should be one governing body and one yep, set of absolutely. rules. Yep. So. <laughs> Like, yes, let's decide absolutely. how the game's supposed to be played. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, maybe you leave the NBA different, but everybody yeah. else should be, Yeah. you know. Um, uh, one thing you do to relax. Hang out with my family. You know, so I think that we, we work so much, you know, and, and we, it's part of the job. You know, we give, you know, we're, we have, you know, you have all these players and you have all these things that you're trying to do, but just trying to spend that family time. How has recruiting changed for you? Zoom COVID? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done some Zoom calls. Um, we've just now in July opened up. So we're not having big recruiting visits, but we can have like singles on. So like like okay. a player can come with one parent or something like that. And so we've done some of that. Um, but I think just recruiting, you know, over my 12 years as a head coach, you know, 
so much of it is even moved on from calling. Kids just want to text. You know, you call a kid, they don't answer. You text them and they answer right away. And so I think that so much of it is over with, with your phone, text messaging, texting, texting, texting. That's with your current team and with recruits. Um, so I think that that's, you know, that's, that's okay. I mean, I think with AAU now, you know, they are, they are zooming all of the games or, you know, they're some, somehow video streaming all of the games. And so that's something that's changed that COVID has changed, which is nice not having to, you don't necessarily have to drive everywhere to see all the games you can use. Right. Because different they, services. Cause coach X can't say I came and coach Y didn't come. Yeah, no absolutely. One, no one yeah, absolutely. So, um, Okay, but it's got to be harder because ta- tape ain't the same as in person. Yeah, um, but I think that you, you know, we're not just kind of at our level and we're not offering full rides. Right. And right. so we are, we're not getting commitments right now this summer. From yeah, players, that's true. You yeah, know, yeah. And, so, and so we're going to have time to see them. We're going to, you know, we are, we're watching AAU, but we are going to talk to high school coaches. We'll be able to get to a high school, hopefully. You know, in the fall, we'll, we'll go to an open high school, open gym, you know, you'll okay. get to games, you know, things like that. And so just because it's maybe a little bit slower, um, we're not getting, we're not getting those kids. Those it's the trickle right down. It's, yeah, I get it. It's like, yeah, so. I'm, I'm going to play for Duke. Well, no, I'm yeah. not. No, I'm not yeah. going to play for the D2. I mean, I understand. I'm, trust me. I've been around yeah. this a long time. Yeah. I know so, that yeah, we, you yeah. know, we're, we're still trying to finish up our 2020s. You know, we, yeah. we start school in a month, basically August 26th. Um, I'll, I'll still bring in two or three more players between right now and then, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, we don't have any 2021s or 2022 saying I'm going to Mount Mercy right now, you know? Right. So yeah. Cause they're all, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not like the, it's not like the big 10 where they're offering eighth graders, you know, yeah, because they got to yeah, get so. in early and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one coaching technique you consider important. Um, I guess too, that's a, I would say, uh, Coaching technique. You mean with like basketball, like what mm-hmm. the players are supposed yeah. to be doing? Um, I would say practice one-handed passes. Ooh, that's a good idea. And yeah. so it's so much of what we do, right? Teaching the Princeton and going back door, you know, we are passing on the move. And so and I'm it's dribbling. both hands and wrong hands sometimes. Absolutely. All Everything. the time. Every, you should practice more with your weak hand than your strong hand, you know. Um, but we are moving and making those passes. Well, if I'm moving and then if I have to bring my hand to the basketball, the defense knows I'm going to pass. But if I'm dribbling and the defense is moving and they got their hands up, but I can throw it, I can roll it, bounce it right underneath them. So um, we do that a lot. So, Okay. Um, Best, best, best basketball player you have seen in person. Uh, I saw LeBron, you know, back when he was in Miami, like that first year. So on the women's side, I used to take, the teams you know it was back before, kind of back before our teams were so big we would take a big trip you know and so we went to florida a number of times um and yeah seeing him is just amazing so oh yeah he's not normal he's like yeah. Giannis. he's not normal yeah. best basketball player of all time uh jordan okay i mean jordan's winning yeah, i mean i mean, I mean yeah, magic, I, magic got a vote last week though magic yeah, so, got a vote last week. i mean i think and i but i i'm one of those people that i think lebron's too um and I think I think it, LeBron's probably two. I think Giannis has a shot. Yeah. Well, he's got a long ways to go. LeBron is in what year seventeen or something yeah, like yeah. that. He's so got a long way to go. He's got to get a he's got to get yeah. a shot. Um, yeah, so, but there's but, like I I was talking to a coach the other day, and he says basically we probably could all come up with a list of ten, and yeah. we're all pretty close as far yep, as it absolutely. Goes. So and it's yeah, like so. you know, is Magic better than yeah. 
you know, bird yeah. is better yeah. than koozie, better, yeah. you know, kind of thing. I mean, watching Tim Duncan in person or, you know, players like that are just, yeah. just amazing. The separation is like how, yeah, many, how many titles you win. Um, yeah. Your um, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Um, my family, my wife, I think, you know, um, you know, just kind of having kids, you know, and having to, <laughs> you know, having kids and learning, you know, to, they just force you to be more patient and more understanding. And I think that's a great thing for coaches. We, you know, you want, you know, as a coach, you have this power because you're the head coach, right? right. You have right. this power and players sometimes, you know, they have to listen to you. Well, your kids don't always, they don't care. And they you put know? it in perspective when you come yeah, home absolutely. from a bad loss and your kids yes. are there. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, your, your kids, you, yeah, they don't, I mean, if I won by 20 or lost by 20, they're yeah, coming, yeah. they're giving you, they're like your dog, your dog beats you at the door, you yeah. know, wagging his tail, you know, it's always happy to see you, you know? And so, you know, my wife, you know, is amazing and my kids, you know, and they're, they're getting to that age now, like I said, 10, seven and four, where they're so much fun and they right. can do so many things. And well, you're, in a, you're in a good, you're in a good window right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so, uh, best game you've seen in person. Um, I'd probably go back to that championship game, that Texas, that Texas Tech Virginia game. Um, I was thinking about this um, a number of years ago. So my wife is first cousins with Grant Gibbs. And so he, his senior, he played at Creighton with Doug McDermott. So we got to go to their senior day. And so that, that senior day, Doug McDermott, Grant Gibbs, Rocky, their senior day was the coolest event I'd ever been to, you know? And so they, you know, Doug had 45, um, Grant played well, but then after the game, you know, 18,000 people stick around, you know, and they're doing this video montage and, and all the players are getting up there and talking and, and they won, you know, which is a good thing, but it was just kind of just this, there's something that I didn't get. We didn't do at Northwestern, you know, it's something that we can't obviously at Mount Mercy do to that level. Um, but that was just probably the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Kind of just the celebration of the team, of the players, of the community, of everything else was just amazing. So love that. Um, favorite, uh, I don't want to do that one yet. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Um, passionate. I, I want, I, you know, I am going to work hard for my players and I want my players to work hard for me. And so I think you have to have passion in what you're doing. So. I find that one of the harder questions on here because it depends on the day. Some days it's yeah. passion, some days it's empathy, some days it's relentless, some days it's yep. like yeah, <laughs> sad. Uh, yes, uh, uh, favorite quote? Um, you know, I was I was looking at that and I sent that to you, but I think that uh, Shane Battier had this has this one where he says, "I don't complain about playing time. My job is to play so well that the coach can't sit me." And I think that that's a great one for the players to hear, but I think that's a great one for the coach to think about, you know, when you're working for your job and work, when you're working for your players as well. And so I love that. I love that. And I use that with my guy, make me play you. Like, yeah, you don't absolutely. think I want to play you? Like, yeah. So, yeah. I'll prove it. Prove yeah. it. You know, I want to win too. Best coach of all time. Basketball coach of all time. Yeah, I was thinking about this. I am a big fan of Gino, Coach Oriyama. You know, um, he doesn't get many votes on here, but he's no, yes, he should. The, the success he's had at a yeah. smaller scale here in Cedar Rapids, uh, Coach Kim Mool is the head coach of Kirkwood women's basketball. He's got over 900 wins. He is a mentor to mine. He's got, I don't know, seven or eight national championships. I mean, 
he's amazing. And so he's not, he's at a smaller scale being a junior college coach, but he is amazing. But coach Ariema, you know, with the championships, with the success, with the play, you know, just everything year after year after year. I, think I don't know how you argue with it too. Yeah, I, I love his so. press conferences. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to so. sit her. Like she's yep, just absolutely. not going to play. So, you know, I remember watching some of his practices, you know, like videos of his practices and treating every player and treating his best players, you know, tr- you know, coaching them the hardest, you know, and back when you had Brianna Stewart, you know, or something and saying, nope, you did that wrong. And, and she won the drill. And he said, nope, you did it wrong. Do it again. Nope, you did it wrong. Do it again. Nope, you did it wrong. Right. You know, and she just kept fighting and fighting and fighting because he's seeing this little tiny thing that you need to get better at because it's going to make a difference. Right. And it's going to win a national championship. Right. And I tell and, it, it, it's how it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 cha- it's meeting them where they are. I think yeah, it's absolutely. such an so, important thing as a coach. Yeah. Like, where she is is like everyone in the country would want to be where she is. He wants her to get to take that step up. And I think that's a sign of a great coach. All right. Um, Last question is one book you would recommend. So I, so I'm reading this book. I've read it uh, almost through, but legacy by James Kerr. It's about the, um, you know, he kind of goes through, he kind of, it's like a, it's a uh, kind of a leadership book, a coaching book but the all blacks are a rugby team down in New Zealand. And so just one of, the most heard of that book. Yes. one of the most successful teams of all time. And it just goes through, it has all these different things. And it's talking about character and adapting and your purpose and your responsibility and learning, you know, and it just, it's, you know, it's 200 pages, not even 180 pages. It's a very easy read. Um, but it's just, I would say. There's you know, a Netflix special. There's something that they okay, found. I haven't seen that, but yeah, but it's, um, but it's, it's something that it just kind of encompasses everything I, I believe that a coach needs to be in it. You know, all the things that you have to look at and the things that you can't stay the same from year to year, you have to be able to adjust. And you just said this, you have to meet your players kind of where they are. You have to, you know, it's so important to not just say, well, this is what I want to do. So this is what we're going to do. You know, your players all you have to be willing to teach in different ways, ways because your players learn in different ways. Right. Um, and it's going to change year to year and, and you're going to have different best players every year. You right. Know? And, and they so all, they all need different things. And it's like, that's why like, yeah. that's like, well, why do we go? I mean, cause some kids feel learn by film. Some kids learn yeah. by the paper scout. Some kids yeah. learn by actually walking through it. I mean, it's, it's teaching one-on-one. Yeah. You just totally. got to meet the kid where they are. Um, and, and Absolutely. Oh. And I think, and the best coaches, I think, do that. And so, yeah, James Kerr legacy, I'd highly recommend it. So. I, I will, I will put that in down in the show notes and I will put all your contact stuff down um, okay. in the show notes. If you can shoot threes, contact him. There we go. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, so. <laughs> if you're six, five, six, six, yeah. and can shoot threes. I, I, I keep trying to find somebody taller than me. I haven't done that yet. And so, Uh, Well, yeah. Good luck on that. Yeah, well, I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking. All right. Thank you, coach. Everybody, hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.